Hello and welcome to Inside Music. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is great to be with you again. My guest this episode is my pal Dorian from the group Year Over Year. Now, if you're unfamiliar, Year Over Year is a Canadian alternative rock band that has a lot of promise going for them. The group is gearing up to release their second EP in two years, but right now, if you're listening to this when the episode drops, they have an incredible single out. It's called Charm. We talk about it at length in this episode, and it will blow your mind. Dorian has this unique ability to really tap into the confusion and tornado of emotions that comes with finding yourself in difficult situations. I love talking to him and we have a lot of fun discussing what it's like to be an up-and-coming artist in a year without touring where promotion is harder than ever and when you just don't really know what to do next. Before we get there, I need to tell you that this episode of Inside Music is brought to you by Holix, the music industry's leading digital promotional distribution platform. What that means is that Holix helps record labels, independent artists, and more share new and unreleased music without fear of piracy. To learn more and gain access to a free 30-day trial, visit holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. You should also check us out on YouTube. Our channel is called Music Biz. Go to youtube.com slash music biz. That's music B-I-Z and join us. But for right now, just enjoy my conversation with Dorian from year over year. your day been oh it's been all right it's uh we just moved actually from i'm not sure where whereabouts are you from i'm in west michigan oh okay we're in western canada so we moved from a a city in the center called calgary to the west coast in vancouver so uh it's been a little bit rainy today a little bit of uh some overcast Okay, that sounds like a good move, though. I mean, I hear Western Canada is the place to be if you're going to be in Canada. It's not too bad. It's a little bit snowy in the center of it, but when you get out to the coast, it's nice. (laughs) We have not had snow here yet. Um, The other office where this company is run out of is in Minneapolis, where it has been snowing all day. But it was in like the 50s here. You know, it was it's been like gray for four straight days. But otherwise, we're thriving. word i'm glad to hear what led you to move um man i feel like it's a list of reasons off the top of my head uh the music scene out here is a little bit better um it's obviously like a lot more bands come up here because seattle's pretty close Mm -hmm. so it's about like a two-hour drive depending on obviously how long you have to wait at the border so you see a lot more versus calgary which is like i think 14 ish depending on where you, how, how much you stop from Seattle. So you don't really see as much as many bands come through. It's kind of like the Toronto when you go through Eastern U.S. and Canada. People mm-hmm. stop off in Toronto or Montreal and play shows, and that's kind of the equivalent out here. Um, I guess a little bit of work. My partner also does touring photography. A lot of their clients are out of Vancouver. So, you know, it was kind of just like a mixed bag of reasons, and we've also talked about it for a while. So <laughs> we decided why not. 
I love it. I mean, if you're going to pick a year to up and relocate, you might as well do it right now. By the time everyone comes out, it'll just be, it'll be new to everyone, including yourself. It's fine. <laughs> totally. And like, I think rates too are pretty reasonable to like move during COVID because a lot mm-hmm. of people are moving around, I think. So yeah, it wasn't too bad though. Yeah, I know. I would completely agree with that because everyone is indoors. And, you know, if you if you are trying to fill an apartment, there's like this rare, like, well, nobody's going to want this place unless it's affordable to them. And they probably were like, and we are so clean. Please move here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually that is kind of what happened. Honestly, when we moved in, he was like, I think he had like a reduced rate because of obviously like surrounding COVID. So, yeah, that's pretty much like you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that it went well. So it seems like fall is shaping up to be pretty interesting for you. You have this move. You just put out this song, Charm. You've got a lot. You've got a lot of things going on right now. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a, a ride, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Busy, I like busy. that you're that you're doing this string of singles in in 2020. There's been Hell. There's been a short swim, and most recently, there's Charm. Now. You know, just to kind of transition us into talking about the reason you're here, which is, of course, that you make music, what everyone loves. Tell me, you know, going into 2020, did you know, coming off of the self-titled EP from last year, did you know that you wanted to do this one single at a time, kind of promote the crap out of it, and then go to the next song? Was that like a conscious decision? Yeah, I think like, so for those who aren't aware, the first uh, EP that I did last year was actually just like a compilation of songs like i'm 23 now and a lot of those songs were written between like 17 and 19 so i kind of felt like i'm gonna put these songs together and then put them on the internet so that people know that i exist or like when i'm in passing hey what do you do i play music you can check it out on spotify that's not like the most recent but i kind of just like put it all together all at once just to be like there it is and then i think over the course of i started writing a lot of this stuff in 2018 like the stuff that i'm releasing right now it was kind of just like planned to slowly start releasing singles and kind of have a different approach versus just like putting everything all out at once. (laughs) And have you found that it gave you the result that you wanted? I know a lot of people go back and forth over, you know, is that enough content to put out at a time versus dumping a bunch of songs at once? So, you know, has it gone the way that you thought it would? Have you been surprised at all? What's, what's the experience been like of having now done it? I think it's been okay. Like, I think for the most part, I would say it's a positive. Um, uh, for a lot of people that have been like in my local community supporting me, it's been like wild because <laughs> I'll release music and people will be super excited because they've obviously, if I've played shows and like I spent a lot of time ironing out these songs through like local shows. So a lot of those people are really excited to see them come up one at a time. And it's like very, like it's just very exciting everyone's like very like hyping it up but in the real world it's like yeah there's like however many people in western canada that listen to me and then outside of that it's like uh it's kind of uh not indifferent but that's kind of the vibe i get is it's like you're kind of just putting it out there for people to hear as opposed to like actually hype it up and i think uh, what's the best way like in my experience i notice that there's bands that are like very single focused or bands that are very like album focused and like if they drop a like an album, like someone like maybe like Phoebe Bridges, for example, just released the whole record during COVID and like people attach themselves to that. But it's almost like her speed to do that versus like those bands that kind of do it to create hype. And I feel like it's almost at like different levels of how successful people are. They can like kind of pull that stuff off. Right. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. for me, I think it works. 
Yeah, well, I think especially in the case of somebody like Phoebe Bridgers, to do what she does in that you know, very mid-tempo, and that's giving her a lot of credit, a lot of slow songs. I don't think you can do the single at a time thing because it, it doesn't, it would feel more redundant than if it's an artist that, you know, kind of switches things up more regularly. Like Phoebe and oh, Julie yeah. and Baker are two artists where it's like, they kind of have to do an album because if they just gave us 11 of those songs over 11 months, we'd be like, we get it. Like it's, you're, it's, it's <laughs> sad and life is hard, but like give us something, you know, like either give us the whole experience or you got to switch it up a little bit more often. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I think like, it's actually really funny that you bring up Julian Baker. Cause like when we came in, like we actually, for a little bit of background info, we came out to Vancouver last year to record this EP. And that was kind of the, I guess the vibe that we were feeling out was I just came in and originally it was just guitar and vocals. And it was very similar, I guess, vibe. Like it was just very stripped back. There was like no instruments. And we had decided probably like three months after recording that we we're going to throw like full band stuff over. So I do think it's funny because that's kind of like the original vibe that we were going for was just like very like sad. Let's just put it all out at once and like move on. Right. But yeah. No, I am glad in total to like do what we have done. And when you're doing the, the ultra sads, it's, it's good to like, let people work through it because like no one song like processes it all. Right. Like the first first one to three songs on the album is like, here's, here's all the things that went wrong. And then we like work through like the grief process. You can't do that in one song. It's, it's too much. No. <laughs> and even like, you know, you would talk sad songs. Charm is, a, is largely, it's a sad song that has like optimistic eyes. <laughs> like this, there's a little yeah. bit of both sides to it, but it's not like the whole picture. It's like a good piece. It's, it feels like a really contained yeah. story. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring it all the way back around to Charm, which is the new single. You put out a video for it recently. What I love about this song is that, to me, a listener coming into it, it almost feels like picking up a book and starting in the middle of it. It feels like like okay. you do a good job of recapping everything that's happened before we get there through the way that your songwriting works. But it does like you're immediately in the middle of something like you're not telling us what happened and then where we are now and where you want to go. We are just like in the thick of it with you. So tell me, like, where does Charmed come from? Uh, <laughs> physically in the song track, it's literally right in the middle, which is hilarious that you bring that <laughs> up because it's like almost right at the end. Um, but I would say like, it's kind of just like generally just like a feeling of monotony. A lot of the time that I was kind of like writing the song and feeling out the song, it was literally like dead smack middle of, you know, I had, I'm in my early twenties. I had just moved out. I was kind of trying to like figure things out, obviously leaving a lot of relationships. Like I left bands prior and obviously like romantic relationships and friendships and all that kind of stuff. And it just like, you kind of hit this wall where you're working and like going home, writing, sleeping, and just repeat. Like you're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again. And that was kind of like the general mood I was kind of trying to get out of it was just like, I'm living this like flatlined life with people that I don't necessarily feel things for anymore in all relationships. So I think that was kind of like, it's funny that you bring up like thick of it because literally that would be the best <laughs> word to describe that song is just like, here I am in the thick of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, what I love about it is that you don't seem to take the stance of like, 
I've got the answers or like, I know where this is going to go. You, by, by resisting the urge to kind of put a nice period at the end of it, you kind of leave it open for us to just be like stuck in the turmoil with you. You're not ending it with like, but then it all worked out the end. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, I feel like that's kind of life, you know, it's just like, I don't really have answers to any of these. I'm just kind of figuring it out as well. And I think that's like something I hope people can resonate with, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, I, as somebody that's, uh, I, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 23. 23. Okay. So I've <laughs> almost a decade older than you. So I have like slightly more <laughs> tragedy depending on how you gauge tragedy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> At least in sure. romantic entanglements. Um, but as a person who's like gone through things like like being in a like going through a divorce and such, it's one of those things that on the outside it seems so so terrifying. And then when you find yourself in the middle of it, it there's like this the real fear is being like that moment where you lay down at night and you're in bed by yourself and all of a sudden you're like, Well shit, I'm like back at square one. I'm like, I don't know yeah. how to sort through all of this. And that's what I love about this song is because it, it feels like that moment. Like, okay, yeah. you've you've run as far as you can from the thoughts in your head and now you have to sort through them. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that's kind of like where I was at, obviously, I <laughs> like you just mentioned, I don't have the exact same experiences, but like, I feel like that's pretty like generalized kind of like where I was at with a lot of the writing for it. So yeah. Well, tell, <laughs> tell me how much material you have on deck. Cause like I said, there's been three songs this year. How much more do you already have recorded? So we have a full EP that will be released on November 27th. That's perfect. And um, so we got, we're just going to slide it out right before the end of the year here. Um, it's going to be five songs. So the three singles that we have plus two little, uh, we pulled one from um, the pre, like how, how do I say it? I guess pre recordings, if you will, like the post or pre last EP pre- predecessor. Is that the correct word? Um Yeah. Yeah, the, so we proceed. grabbed one of those songs mm-hmm. and I uh, changed it up a little bit. We added some full band and I'm really excited about it. And then there's one other kind of opening track to the EP that, you know, there's five full songs, I would say. And then mm-hmm. I'm just writing out here, slowly figuring it out, what I want to kind of go with next. Obviously, with COVID, it's a little bit of a, um, you don't know what to expect. It's super <laughs> uncertain. Like we're just kind of creating content as we will and then hopefully when touring's a thing again we can actually play some of these songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i you know i think that you're really tapping into something important here i don't know what it is you know i'm, I'm really good friends with the guys in another canadian band selfish things and i feel like they do a really oh, good word. job of, of what you do which is kind of tapping into the human experience and kind of being like we have to sit with this pain because that's 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 existence in a nutshell. And I don't feel like, in at least in the alternative music space, we haven't had a lot of Canadian artists that have done that in in this specific scene until recently. And I feel like you're at the perfect point in this to ride this wave of being like, we're here and we're sad and we're from the great north. So join us. <laughs> let's let's have a moment. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, I don't really think about those things in my free time, like, or not free time, but like at all, like where I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like writing music. And I guess I like to look up to contemporaries or whatever you may like other artists in the scene and kind of like gain influence from them. And I just kind of end up with what I write. And I'm glad that people are excited to hear it, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, you've mentioned the elephant in the room, COVID-19, several times in this conversation, and it feels weird to talk without addressing it. So, you know, you have this EP ready to go, the love we think we deserve. I want to know, what has your creative process been like these, God, nine months that we've all been stuck indoors? Like, are you a person who's been, like, I've talked to people who are just like, I've never felt more alive. I'm doing a million things at once. And I've talked to other people who are like, I I don't know how to like make thoughts come out of my head anymore. So like, where are you on the scale of making new stuff? In the creative terms, I've been very all over the board. I have a really weird process for like creating, if you will, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the songs, like literally everything that's on the love we think we deserve is songs that I sat down and I kind of just like, can I swear? Is that okay? Yeah, totally. I just kind of wrote these songs. Like I should just shit them out in like an hour. Like that's pretty much how my writing process goes. So I'll like go a month without thinking, touching a guitar, doing anything. And then one day I'll sit down. I'll just kind of be noodling with something and it'll just kind of like happen. And then I can't stop writing it until it's done. I don't know like if that's something that's like a personal problem or what that is, but like it, it'll basically just be like in an hour, I'll write something. I'll have like a bass, idea of what i want to do it'll all be acoustic and then i'll just sit there write and write lyrics until i feel like they're done it might be two days later it might be two weeks later and then i won't think about guitar or like i specifically write on guitar but like i won't think about music or what i'm doing until the next time i kind of do that and it Mm. kind of really hasn't affected like COVID hasn't really affected that like process i still go to work the same i still do everything the same and then i come home and if i play guitar and that happens it happens like i've written two or three songs like that over COVID, where it's just like wow, I actually kind of like what I just did there. And it's really weird because like it had nothing to do with whether or not I push myself more or I feel less creative. It just kind of like, that's just kind of the weird like life I live inside of, of like, I just create when I feel like it, which is really weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I can relate. I, I, I do a lot of writing, just, you know, music and essays and things like that. And recently I had one night where I was driving and I I don't know if you are a a voice memo or a text memo person for yourself. I use voice memo, voice to text a lot. And I was like, yeah, I talked out like a whole essay on my drive and I was just like, oh, I like nailed it. Like that, that moment hit the synergy was there. And then maybe three days ago, I was, I've had an idea that I've been kicking around in my brain forever. And I was like in the morning and I was like, you know what, today we're going to get that done. And I have never like abandoned something faster. Like I was like, I'm just, just, just walking through mud right now. This is terrible. This is a horrible process. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't have that. Like, you know, if you read like songwriting tips or book writing tips, they're always like, just get it all out. And then you can go back and refine it. That is not how I work as a creative person. Like I have to like, that spark has to be there. I cannot just like trudge through it. No, me neither. And like, I can't sit down and just like, I've heard a lot about like songwriting specifically. I don't know if it correlates or translates over, but where they just tell you, like, if you want to get better at guitar, you want to get better at writing songs, just do it every day and just like consistently just work at it and you will eventually do better. But for me, I've never like, it's, it almost feels like I haven't felt the need and I don't want to sound like conceited, like I write these great songs or anything, but like what the like the songs that I'm comfortable with writing and releasing that I've always just been like me sitting down exactly how you just explained where it just kind of comes out of like a like full emotion or if I felt something that day and I really like ended up sitting down by accident and doing it it's never really like something that's forced and I feel like that's kind of I don't know obviously it's a give and take like you don't want to be too forceful with 
creating art, but you also don't want to like be too relaxed and not create art at all. Right. So finding that yeah. happy medium. No, I, it, they do say that just the, the writing thing is they'll tell you like every day, write a thousand words, no matter what it is. If you just turn out junk, write a thousand words every day. And eventually it'll be very easy to sit down and write something you like. That's at least a thousand words long. And it's, it's not true. It's unless, you know, I've been doing it for like over a decade now and I and I hate it just as much now as I did when I started. But when those moments of like, not genius, but those moments of like true inspiration strike and it and it pours out, it's worth all the times that you hate it. But I don't know that you necessarily need all the times you hate it to enjoy that one moment so much. Yeah. And like, I feel like it feels better to get that moment of like inspiration that feels really good. And it just like kind of flows out of you as opposed to like, sitting yeah literally like you just said where it's like yeah i just keep sitting here writing stuff i hate and it's like well what's going on here like uh, eventually i just hate what i'm doing instead and it almost like makes me personally feel like i'm like i have like a negative like outlook on it as opposed to just like i'm just gonna let it come when it comes and if it does great if it doesn't like obviously i'll try something if it comes to that point where it's that bad right mm -hmm. yeah if i have to get something out we'll we'll get something out but uh... yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's I it's definitely it. Yeah, and 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 I was trudging through this thing so long that by the time I like was like I'm going to walk away, I haven't even looked back at it since cuz I'm like I don't it's like I'm ashamed of it. I'm like I don't even want to know. I'll just one day <laughs> uh, the inspiration will come and I'll just start from scratch again and we will never talk about that note that's in my phone. We'll just we'll just when I die, I'll just like don't look at it. It's just doesn't need to be. There. <laughs> um Only All right, let's talk my... about the rest of 2020 for you. So the EP comes out here in just a couple of weeks. And then what do you guys have planned for between the EP release and the end of the year? Are you going to doing another video? What are you doing to keep fans kind of engaged in the world of year over year? So we've got the EP and then we do have a lyric video for a song called Wilt, which is uh, one of the songs that I did previously record, but we re-recorded it. Um, we have a lyric video that we're going to release. I believe it's the first week of December. Um, and, and we wanted to do a fun merch drop for it. So we were going to do like an EP surrounded merch drop, which mm -hmm. is uh, TBA right now. Obviously, we haven't quite got everything 100% sorted. But hopefully when the EP comes out, it'll be 100% sorted. <laughs> and then I think we're just going to kind of like, it looks kind of like leading into 2021. We might just try and get some recording done. We're looking at options right now. Great. Well, tell me this before... Year. Before I let you go, where can everyone find everything related to your music? So if you go to facebook.com slash year over year, you can find me there. Year over year on Instagram, year over year BC on Twitter. And then I believe it's just year space over space year on Spotify. And if you go to uh, like Instagram, there's all of my links in those bios. But it's pretty pretty much the same across the board perfect man and one more time for everybody at home there's an ep coming later this month they can check out the latest single charm wherever you get your music there's also a great video for it which we didn't discuss too much here but that's out there in the world people can check that out as well and i guess if they're in western canada they can you know when when there's not a pandemic maybe they can you know say hi <laughs> <laughs> they sure can thank you so much again for interviewing me no problem man i'm gonna let you get about the rest of your day it's like nighttime here but i know it's not quite the case where you are so enjoy the rest of your day everyone at home enjoy whatever it is you're doing and we'll be back with another episode in the near future thank you so much dorian it's been a pleasure talking to you
Thank you again. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Be awesome to enjoy. Absolutely. We keep talking about looking ahead because, you know, when everything happened, it was, we're going to put, a lot of people are going to kick our releases down so that we can tour in the fall and put out that new record. And when everyone realized we could yep. tour, it was like, well, a lot of people have decided we're going to put out those records anyways. Because I think what we saw is a lot of the artists that stuck to those initial release dates did pretty well because the playing field cleared yep. so much. They had all this runway. Um, and what we, keep, what we keep talking about internally is like March, April of next year is probably going to just be chaos because everyone's going to be like, yeah. now let's go for it. Like, here's everything yeah. that we didn't put out last year, coupled with everything that we've made last year. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you are going to see that. I think like the record store days uh, next year are probably going to be insane. <laughs> with stuff people are coming up with now. Um, mm -hmm. but I think, it, but I think it's going to get to the point where it's going to feel like just some normal, you know, quote unquote, normal release days on a Friday are going to be like, wow, look what's happening. Cause you're just going to have some pretty major things happening. I mean, you got bands like Metallica are supposedly kicking around ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, who, who knows, you know, bands for that stature, uh, apparently Guns N' Roses is, I mean, it could get, it could you know, Journey, Def Leppard, it could get crazy in terms of those like really marquee artists all putting out albums next year. And, and then just everybody else is probably doing the same thing. I just, I think it's, I think 2021 can be crazy. And I mean that in a, a good way, um, you know, for, for, for the amount of uh, music releases we're going to see. Absolutely. And people that are hungry for new music, this is a good place to fit this plug in. Like you just said, there is a new Blue Oyster Cult record. I We could have probably spent this entire conversation talking about how you guys got the band, like how, how this all came together. Because I, when I saw it, I was like, I can't believe it's been this long and the band comes together. Anytime a band emerges after more than a decade, it's always like, there's a, there's a, there's a documentary worth of material here on how this happens. So I, I think people should yeah. check it out. Um, it's called The Symbol Remains. It's out now. It's it's incredible how the band has maintained such a massive audience, and I've seen their Spotify numbers tick up even further since this record came out. And uh, it's really good, and, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about everything else you guys are doing because I love a rock and roll label, and I know that you guys have a lot of things that fall into other areas of music, but Frontiers, in my brain, is always just a, a label that loves rock and roll, which I feel like is, a, is an increasingly rare breed to be as invested in it as you guys are. And, and I appreciate you taking the time to kind of tell us your story and what you guys have going on. Well, oh, listen, I appreciate the kind words, certainly both about uh, Blue Oyster Cult and the label. And listen, um, you know, we live in a fragmented world now, and it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, hey this is good. we're going to turn a few different rock and roll lanes, but we're ultimately in a rock and roll lane. And that's, that's not a place to be because there's plenty of people who still embrace and love that music, and we're hardly the only label doing it. But as, as time has shown, forever and ever that if you're an independent label and you just stick in your lane and you're talking to your core audience, you're always going to be picking up new people. And while other mainstream trends may come and go, you'll always be able to be there loving what you do and you'll have people that appreciate you for it. Mm. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And lastly, before I let you go, what is the next release on the frontiers calendar people should be looking out for? 
Well, we've got on November 6th, we've got a pretty cool release day with um, a brand new Orianti album. She's, of course, uh, she played with Alice Cooper and Michael Jackson and Miranda Lambert and it's just this incredible Australian guitarist. Um, we've got, uh, speaking of guitarist, Red Beach from Winger and Whitesnake is putting out his instrumental solo album, which will be a really fun one. We've got two really cool metal records. Uh, one is for a band called Eternal Idol. It's a uh, symphonic metal band from Italy featuring Fabio Leone from Engra and uh, Rhapsody of Fire. And then we've got Lords of Black, which is a Spanish heavy metal band featuring Ronnie Romero on the vocals, who also sings for Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. So you know he's got a, uh outstanding voice if Richie Blackmore selects him to uh, front his band. And then our uh, favorite uh, Swedes, or I'll say one of our favorite Swedes, um, Eclipse, they will put up their first ever live album, Viva La Victoria, this November, which is something their fans have been asking for for a long time. So we're thrilled to be able to finally deliver that. Well, that's wonderful. We'll all be looking forward to it. We'll probably highlight it on the Holix blog as one of our best new releases of the week. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. I'll let you get back to your day. I've kept you long enough, but thank you again for taking the time. Appreciate the time, James. Stay safe out there.